This is Good Together, the podcast that inspires you to create change in the world every day. Keep listening for actionable tips and tricks to incorporate eco-friendly practices into your daily life. We've been featured by Apple as the number one podcast for conscious consumers, and we can't wait to welcome you into our community of changemakers. I'm Lisa. And I'm Laura. We're the founders of Brightly.eco, the new platform for conscious consumers. We believe in supporting all creatures, great and small. And our team of experts show you how to live and shop responsibly by sharing world-changing lifestyle ideas, products, and more. To read show notes from Good Together and to browse all of the planet-friendly goodness that we feature, head to brightly.eco slash podcast. And to help spread the word about the podcast, tap on this episode and share Good Together with your friends and family. A simple text message helps us grow and create change around the world. This episode is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles, a company with a punny name but a seriously sustainable mission to make better bedding for everyone. Sheets and Giggles bedding consists of sustainably made 400 thread count eucalyptus sheets that are static-free, moisture-wicking, use no insecticides or pesticides, and are half the cost of their store-bought competition. Good Together listeners get 15% off at checkout by using the code BRIGHTLY at sheetsandgiggles.com. Plastic is the packaging of choice for so much of what we eat. Bulk stores are an option, of course, but that requires bringing along your own jars, getting them teared and labeled, and then trekking back home with heavy bags. This also means that you have access to a bulk store in your neighborhood, which most of us don't. Zuleika Strassner knew that there was a better way to eliminate plastic from our groceries. She's the founder of Zero, the first single-use, plastic-free grocery delivery company. Before founding Zero, Zuleika did not consider herself an environmentalist. Her background in politics and venture capital meant that she spent 12 hours a day working, and she didn't have much time to consider environmental issues like a lot of us. She grew up using lots of plastic wrap, so much that her husband would comment on her leftovers wrapping job. She and her husband went to Nicaragua for their honeymoon. They stayed at an eco-friendly resort, which was a big contrast against the piles of plastic trash that was washing up on some shores of the island. From then on, Zuleika made conscious decisions around the house to, to eliminate plastic and was eventually inspired to found Zero. In this episode, Lisa and Zuleika help us answer questions like why big brands don't go plastic-free and how the eco-friendly and sustainable living movement has room to improve in ensuring access for all to quality, sustainable products. They get into it right now. 
Hi, Zuleika. So excited to welcome you. Zuleika is our guest today, and she is the founder of Zero, the first online delivery and plastic-free delivery company that uh, offers their customers amazing organic foods. But I will let uh, Zuleika tell you all about it. But me personally, I have been, uh, since I've tried Zero, um, what, five weeks ago, in the beginning of the, uh, you know, COVID-19 new reality that we are living in, I've been ordering ordering from zero and fortunately they are delivering in the bay area right now i've been ordering actually more than uh, once a week uh twice a week even so i'm a huge fan but i will try not to get too excited and i'll let you kind of introduce yourself tell us um about yourself about yourself about zero and most importantly why you started zero wow thank you so much uh lisa thank you so much for having me here it's um it's exciting to get to chat with you and get, yeah, get to share more about Zero and about me. Um, as you said, we're the first single-use plastic-free online grocery store. So that means that we're delivering over 400 products today in the Bay Area. We offer next-day delivery um, here in California. Mostly uh, the groceries themselves and the homewares come in glass jars. You'll see some silicone bags. Um, you're actually not in the few. <laughs> Most of our customers actually are shopping at least once a week with us. That's amazing. Um, so it's been incredible. And we are still, you know, relatively very new. We started and we, well, we started in June of 2019 with a small beta, but we only launched in November across the whole of the Bay Area. Um, and it's just, you know, it's a very difficult time right now, as 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 you mentioned. Um, and we've been fortunate enough to be trusted by the community to um, be able to provide them with their with their groceries. Um, and so, yeah, you, we you'll see... Um, mostly jars, like I said, in our service, but we also have a little bit of paper, um, some some compostable items, but there's absolutely nothing that we give you that needs to be put into the landfill um, or into recycling. Um, we recoup everything back that we give you as the as the consumer, as you know. So it's really like a milkwoman or milkman service of the of the 1950s um, that has been supercharged for the modern era um, with technologies that enable this to happen for the very, very first time. Yeah, and as you mentioned, one of uh, very interesting features, um, just as the milk woman or man, as as you just uh, said, is that the fact that I can return uh, all the jars and other packaging materials that you can later uh, clean perfectly and then reuse. Um, can you tell us a bit more about that? Yes, um, I you know when I, when I when I came to building this, I grew up in England. I'm from England originally, from London, and I, we had a milkman actually that used to deliver to my to my parents. Um, they would deliver milk. They would deliver um, orange juice um, as well. And when I had started this service, when I had started researching what zero could be, um, I was very interested in this question of how do we get the majority of products that we require plastic free? Like I can get beans and I can get lentils and there are some awesome bulk stores, but like, what does it mean to do this online and how can I get hundreds and then thousands of products? And in, in learning about what that takes, we understood that we really had to be the, the milk woman service for the, for the, for the modern era. And we built this system to where you place an order on our website we pack that order for you, we deliver it, and you 
freely consume what we've given you. There are no jar deposits. Mm -hmm. There are no bottle deposits. There is nothing that you kind of pay up front. We really wanted to ensure accessibility to the service. So as many people as possible could enjoy both organic produce. um, And and, and today, all of our fruits and vegetables, our fresh produce is organic, but also um, that, you know, many people could participate in sustainability. And we give you those jars and containers, you use them and you simply just leave that bag outside of your door with your empty jars and containers inside. And when we deliver your next basket, we'll just take those ones back and we will put them through a commercial grade um, sanitation process um, where they will get uh, sanitized and dried and ready to be repacked. Um, And so that's really kind of how Zero works today. Uh, You, Lisa, are a member of Zero, so, for most of our customers, they choose to be a member and being a member has huge benefits for them. They'll, you know, they're able to shop at a lower price point. They're able to, you know, um, edit their carts right up until the night before they get their delivery. Um, so we've built this community and, and having the community and people like yourself who are shopping with us every single week, week in, week out, um, allows us to continue doing the service and, and improving the service as well. But I wanted to make it as hassle-free as possible. And I love, don't get me wrong, I love going to bulk stores. Like I love brick and mortar stores. I lived in them myself. I love them. Um, but it was just really tiring for me to to take all of my jars and all of my containers. And I was really struggling. I was, you know, I didn't consider myself an environmentalist I was just you know a young woman struggling to kind of do better and and trying to learn I would feel really silly sometimes going to the store so it takes you know confidence as well to like take those jars and containers and and fill them up and I just thought I, I wish I had a helping hand like I wish somebody or some service could kind of do this part for me and as long as they were able to deliver me what I needed without any plastic I was there for it and I would speak to others and they would say the same thing and it was it was like, I think we're onto something here. If we can just do a lot of the heavy lifting for people, we make it really, really easy for them to shop and for them to eat plastic free for the first time. And many of our customers were not living. Most of our customers were not plastic free before this journey with zero. Yeah, no, I think you just perfectly summed up like my thinking. And we actually, uh, one of the fun features for our listeners, um, uh, there is an option for you to record, voice record, and now even video record a question for Laura and I. And I think one of the early questions that we've got, uh, we received uh, months ago was about, you know, how can I refill, you know, maybe my bathroom supplies, like shampoos and stuff uh, and other things. But for me, as a, as a marketer also, uh, like, Obviously, we are in ethical space and fair trade. But for me as a user, as a customer, it's like, how do I as a brand make it as simple as possible? And I'm just like you. I mean, uh, me and Laura, you know, one of the Brightless main kind of messages and slogans is like, we want to um, join your sustainability journey wherever you are, in whatever situation mm-hmm. you are. If you're not an environmentalist, if you're not a recycler yet, if you're not living fully zero waste, that's absolutely fine. I've never taken, uh, you know, jars and containers to a bulk store. But and and that's that's kind of the main thinking that we to- totally agree with you on is that. Uh, realistically most of the population of the earth is unlikely to go to the bulk store with their own jars every day or every week or a couple of times a week so i think the fact how easy you made this whole process i think this is kind of the main key point that hopefully you know will help you guys grow and i 
I again I've been experiencing the is this is perfect and I think this is kind of the, that pain point uh, that you're addressing is extremely extremely important for other businesses to address um, you know if they want to Thank be you. ethical and sustainable yeah Thank so we you. haven't we haven't quite uh, gotten to the to the point like why you started uh, zero and what was your personal journey to <laughs> zero waste and sustainability yeah and you know it actually feeds on from what you were just saying mm-hmm. right now because yeah. and I, and I love that we share this kind of common mm-hmm. core which is that um it's not about heresy it's not about being orthodox and doing it perfectly and I'm by no means telling my customers you know live absolutely plastic free um in their in their lives I think we need to support and commend each other and and find those little things that we can do and 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 and, you know the responsibility is not just on individual consumers for so long we have said Mm -hmm. it's all about you you need to make changes and you can make changes but we all need to make changes government private sector corporations and individuals as well and together we can really make a big shift in society and for me I you know I I, as I was mentioning earlier I'm from I'm from the UK I had studied uh, politics at Oxford and I had worked um, in a major uh, campaign in 2015 to elect the uh, next leader of the Labour Party during the preliminaries. And Mm -hmm. so my background was really in politics. And then I went off to work in ed tech and then I worked in VC once I came to the Valley in in 2016. I had never worked in environmentalism. I had never studied environmentalism. I, by no stretch of the imagination, considered myself sustainable or an environmentalist. In fact, And I share this uh, with my customers, with my team, but like even my husband would get on me all the time because I loved Mm. plastic wrap. Like you grew up in an ethnic household, plastic wrap Mm -hmm. is your thing. So I would plastic wrap the hell out of something and put it in the fridge. And my husband would say, oh, that's a lot of plastic. And I would say to him, look, dude, like I'm working like eight to eight. I'm tired. I put things in recycling. I feel Mm -hmm. good about it. Leave me alone. (laughs) And that was pretty much like my line. My, my husband is, um, is a European. He's from Slovenia. So they're, they're inherently much better, <laughs> I think, at sustainability mm-hmm. than um, probably Brits and Americans are in general. Um, and so we, we then, um, completely unrelated, we booked a honeymoon. Um, and the only stipulation I had for this honeymoon was that I wanted to go to the Caribbean. And my husband came across this beautiful island. It's called Little Corn. Please check it out. It's an incredible place. It's um, it's part of Nicaragua. It's on the on the uh, west side of the Caribbean, um, just off the coastline. It takes mm-hmm. a, a hot minute to get there. And when you're there, it's like an island of just a thousand people. It's beautiful. There's no roads. There's no cars. They actually have a no gas policy um, on this island. And I stayed in a small eco resort. I spent two oh, and a wow. half weeks there. Um, and this, this island is actually hourglass shaped. And uh, it would take mm, about three or four hours maybe to walk around the whole thing. And down the east and the west of the island, it was littered in plastic trash. I just couldn't believe it. This Mm. place is paradise to me. And there are parts of the island that are clean, but there are whole parts of the island covered in plastic trash. And I would just, I would literally walk through this trash every single day. I was faced with it for two and a half weeks and I would look around and, and I would speak to locals and I would say, hey, like, you guys are producing all this trash and they would say no a lot of this is washing up we have very warm shallow waters this Mm. is not our trash and it just struck me I thought I'm a regular person what can I do like how can I make a shift and I was really inspired by you know uh, zero wasters on Instagram and 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 people who seem Mm -hmm. to have cracked the code I mean they were you know saving up their their trash from the last you know, several years into a jar and they were doing beach cleanups and they were living a much more, you know, mm-hmm. um, Puritan lifestyle than I was living, yep. right? I've, I've always been pretty minimal, but 
I, I wasn't living that lifestyle. And I came back to California and I just made a huge shift in my life. I got rid of all the plastic. I went through all my kitchen cupboards. I got rid of everything. And my husband thought I had like lost my mind because I'd gone from one end of the extreme to the other. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's it. We're going plastic free. And I'm going to start shopping and, and, and nothing can enter this house that has plastic. And so I went about my business and I would, you know, go to stories we've heard from others now, but like, you know, I would go to the store, you know, with my containers, some stores that accommodated, some stores that didn't, I'd be searching the Bay Area for the, for the groceries that I needed. And I did this for about a year and a half. And that entire year and a half process, I would speak to others and they would say, Z, I love what you're doing. But I have two kids. I have a husband. I have a wife. I'm going through a divorce. I've got got pressures Mm -hmm. at work. Like, I want to be more sustainable, but I'm really time poor. And I understood that. And then they would also say to me, I can't afford to spend more money on the experience of being sustainable. And that also rang true for me. Like, I grew up in East London. I didn't have a lot growing up. You know, I, I knew what it's like to not be able to afford organic produce. I knew what it's like to have to really watch what you're spending. And that's the reality mm-hmm. for many Americans. Yep. And I was starting to piece that together and understand, okay, like, what's happening in, 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 in for consumers today? Like, what are they grappling with? And I learned very quickly that they, they want to be more environmental and more sustainable, but there are huge barriers in the way for them to do it, to really do it in a way that's a, a habit that they're doing week in, week out, month in, month out. And that's when I started to turn my attention to, okay, how do we make this happen? How do we make it such that you can shop thousands of items from one platform that delivers those items to you plastic free? And um, I, I chose to go down that journey. And in all the time I was speaking to these individuals, I was also researching the supply chain in the US. I just wanted to understand, like, why also can I get like beans and rice and, 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 and things that we associate with bulk product? But what about like chips and popcorn and mm-hmm. like the things that I had to give up as well? Right. Like um, I really wanted to understand how we could dairy products, just everything, anything and everything. How could you make it plastic free? Mm-hmm. And that's when I started to really learn how does the supply chain work in the United States and what makes it so difficult and what do we need to do? And I knew that the answer to that was a solution driven by tech. You know, mm-hmm. I'm here in the Valley. I work in tech. Um, yeah. We can apply what we're applying to other areas and other industries to this particular problem and we can solve it because if we don't solve it in seven to 10 years from now, we, we, we are already are in a crisis mode, but we will be at a point of no return at that point. I mean, it's exactly. shocking to me. The more I, I dug and I dug and I dug and I learned about, you know, 91% of what I'm putting in recycling doesn't get recycled. Nobody told me that. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It takes 500 years for my plastic bottle to decompose. Oh my God, what am I doing? I'm th- you know, the Arctic is warming up, you know, it's like two and a half degrees uh, centigrade every, every decade. Like, oh my gosh. And then you're just uncovering all of this stuff and you're, you know, it's, it's, it's like it's flashing before your eyes and you realize we're poisoning the planet. We have been poisoning the planet. We're poisoning the planet and ourselves. And it's an addiction and it must stop. It must stop. So this is what I want to focus my time on. And that's it. I said, whatever it takes, this is the mission that I'm going to put all my skills toward and see what happens. And here we are some two years later. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And we will dig deeper into your business model and the thinking uh, behind Zero. Uh, zero. But uh, one of the, the the points I wanted to make, and you've been like little little corn, right? A little rock 
Little, little Corn Island. Little yeah, corn, mm-hmm. yeah, I, little corn I, I just Googled. And unfortunately, it's <laughs> not the only island. I think people in kind of like on Instagram, I've been seeing a lot, unfortunately, Maldives, right? It's like this super famous islands, like the dreamy, perfect uh, honeymoon destinations. And it's the same exact situation. And it's completely heartbreaking. And I think I haven't been to either of these locations, but I, I can only imagine, you know, the this juxtaposition of this perfect place, but also completely trash place. Uh, so yeah. that's very interesting. Like that was that moment for you. So let's talk yeah. about plastic waste uh, that you kind of touched upon already. Plastic waste in the food industry. Why can't big box companies bring products to market plastic free? What have you learned? Um, you know, the first thing that I learned mm-hmm. about big CPG companies, despite what many people may think, is actually there's a huge impetus and um, Mm -hmm. huge commitment to being sustainable. Um, I mentioned earlier that plastic is an addiction and really it comes down to economics, right? Like plastic is super cheap and it is the cheapest option on the market today. There is no packaging as Mm -hmm. cheap or cheaper than plastic. And the argument we make here at Zero is that we're at least at least 20 years off from that, at least. There are other materials that exist on the market today, and there are a lot of great startups working on those materials, but they're inherently so expensive. And if it was as cheap as plastic, I wouldn't be here today. Those those companies would make the switch in an instant. I fully believe that because it would make economic sense and yep. they can continue to service, you know, especially ever younger consumers. Like, you know, I'm 34, but I think about, and I talk to 10-year-olds, nine-year-olds today mm-hmm. like when you think about you know what is my 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 my, my friend's 10-year-old you know when she grows up in, in just eight years time she'll be shopping groceries right what are the things that she's going to be concerned about and um she's going to want good quality products more accessible more affordable but she's also going to want to be rid of the plastic because she's growing up in a generation where she sees how toxic it is and large cpg companies understand this they understand that to be relevant and to be genuinely seen to do good in the market, you've got to ditch the plastic. But they're really stuck because the yep. plastic is so cheap. And people also don't realize like it's a like the margins are razor thin in, in this industry. It's really hard to make changes. And you can do some testing, but to actually switch up, you know, all of your cereal or your chips or whatever it might be is today or was till zero existed near impossible. Mm-hmm. And when I had started building this, I didn't start by trying to build an online grocery store. I actually started by trying to build a simple, um, you know, a piece of software really that I could kind of give to these large manufacturers and companies and say, okay, here are consumers that want your product, who want it plastic free. Here's how you pack it, when you pack it. And I thought that that might be the solution. But mm-hmm. what I came to realize is everything in the US, the supply chain is really built for like the 1960s, the 1970s, superstore America, right? Where, you know, it's in these big, massive brick and mortar stores and you have this very, very complicated supply chain where there's a lot of middlemen and a lot of people and it's just very complicated to even get your head around. It's definitely not geared for the plastic free movement and it's definitely not geared for online sales either. So it it, it wasn't enough to just find a way for those manufacturers to be able to kind of bring their product to the market. They needed a vehicle to actually get it to the end user. And and that piece that you and I described earlier, like recollecting the packaging back, the true kind of milk woman, milkman piece of this. And it was it became clear that we really needed to be a full platform. We needed to be a store that you could come to and you could shop thousands of items and everybody else 
kind of behind the curtain would be burrowing away to do their piece of the work to ensure that that happens, right? Everybody, everybody who's involved in picking and packing and packaging and delivering, everybody has to be involved in in bringing those products to the forefront. And that's the technologies that we've been working on building. And that's that's what enables us to do what we do today. But our dream is to see one in seven, maybe one in 10, one in seven Americans able to shop more than 90% plastic free for their everyday groceries and household items. And that's Americans across the country, hardworking, hardworking, everyday middle America. And what will it take to get to that place? And it extends way beyond just Silicon Valley and it extends way beyond just having a simple online grocery store. There has to be this huge shift in how we think about food and how we think about packing and how we think about delivery and how we think about consuming that food. And the the key for us is community, because if you build community and, and, and now you have been doing this and I've been doing this to where it's kind of normal now. It's like get your zero jars, your zero silicone bags, mm-hmm. eat the food and then and then and then basically hand back or have a mechanism to hand back the containers. Right. Really easy without leaving your home. Yep. Um that was kind of the key. And it's not just about zero. It's about all of the various players that are involved in making this happen. But you need technology to do this. Um, and you need technology to be able to compete with everybody else that's piling more and more plastic into the ecosystem whilst we're like removing and removing more plastic. But, you know, if if you do that, where one in seven Americans are able to consume in this way, you'll see a huge shift in in landfill in this country. You'll, you know, we've come to the point where you can no longer say, just bury it, burn it, ship it to China. It, that, that, that doesn't work. Yeah. And, 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 and we're suffering from that today. We're really, and it's a disease that we're suffering from, plastic, really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you alluded a bit um, on the kind of accessibility uh, part of the creation uh, and of of your business, and I can't agree more with that. And it's, it's something we've been uh, kind of thinking about, thinking through it brightly, uh, because accessibility, especially if you're talking about younger generations, right? The, just like you've mentioned, you know, millennials, uh, older millennials, uh, we are, you know, kind of starting, like we started um, this kind of behavior switch. Uh, you know, midlife or like closer to our 30s, right? But the Gen Zers, uh, which is a lot of them are brightly core audience, you know, they this is the norm for them. But at the same time, of course, they may be not the ones making decisions in their families in terms of what they're buying. And of course, if they are still in, you know, in high school or in college, they might not necessarily have the funds uh, to buy this food and to, to be able to afford the best quality organic food. So let's talk about you know, the, the organic aspect of your business, because most of your products are organic at zero. Mm -hmm. And can you tell me uh, about maybe which products are specifically you want to talk about, but also why it was uh, so important for you as a business uh, to focus on organic products? For sure. And, you know, my heart really is with, like I said, like, high schoolers today Mm -hmm. and younger right like you know six-year-olds seven-year-olds who are coming home and saying to their parents like what are we doing to the planet like look at the things that I'm learning about look at the things that I'm seeing or you know turning to their I mean I'm turning to my parents and grandparents but they're really turning to their parents and grandparents and saying what have you been doing and why does it the world look the way that it looks and Mm -hmm. there's a huge burden and a huge responsibility on this generation to really fix the mess that has been created over the past, certainly the past three or four decades. Yeah. Um, and I have huge hope for young people. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm a 34 year old woman. 
Um, and even for me, like I said, I'm in, I'm, I'm in a different generation now to those who really hold the answers, who really hold the key. Um, because this and the, the work we've been doing in the last couple of years is only the beginning. It's really the beginning. And when I think about accessibility, I, I think, I think, you know, accessibility is something you only really think about if it's, if it's really of value to you. And like I said, I kind of go back to my own personal experiences, right? Like, when you grow up in families where you know what it's like to not have a lot and you know everybody wants to do right by their families everybody wants to eat the best food possible everybody wants to have access right um and it's 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 finances that stop them from being able to do it and it's also you know people's economic standing that also stops them from being able to be sustainable right like uh, we we often forget that like a lot of these things or the way that they're currently built today are made for those who have some disposable income for sure um or the luxury to be able to do it and it shouldn't be like that and so when i came to building the first thing that i i wanted to focus on is how do you make environmentalism cost the same as the non-environmental option so how mm -hmm. is zero the same price as shopping in another store another brick and mortar store or another or another online grocery store but one better than that is how can we be cheaper because if i can say hey this apple or this you know strauss milk that we carry or eggs uh, cage free or you know organic eggs or flour mm -hmm. or sugar or the exact same brand of cereal the exact same brand of chips is cheaper here with zero and I'm going to deliver it to you and it's environmental. That has never happened before. That has never existed before. Mm -hmm. And that is the huge shift that needs to happen. And kind of going back to my, my spiel earlier about like the, how broken things are in the United States and the world when it comes to how you, how you move food around. I learned that your food is getting so marked up, like it's being sold and it's being passed on. People don't understand, like there are distributors and there are all of these people mm -hmm. and middlemen and there's, everybody's got to get their cut and everybody's got to get their share. And like, what are we doing? And, and, and it's, it's the end customer that suffers. It's the end customer that pays more for that product. And when I kind of go back to what I was saying earlier of being the connective tissue, zero really is the connective tissue between farms and our customers, between dairy producers and our customers, between large big brands and our customers. We really are that connective tissue to where if you cut out everybody else, all of the noise that exists in between, and you say, I can use technology to get this product to my customer quicker and cheaper and plastic free, that right there is the answer. And that's what we had focused on, of, of, of trimming away all of the unnecessary fat in the industry as much as possible. And the demand for us to work with Zero, to be a part of Zero, the, the, the absolute bottom line for us is no single-use plastic. And we will never, in the entirety of this company's lifetime, ever sell single-use plastic to our customers. Um, mm -hmm. And that was really the beginning of and, and the basis of the company. Um, and, and that's how today, and I was told many, many times, like from investors, from friends, from all kinds of people, like this is not possible. It's just not possible. And I'm and I'm running the calculations. I'm speaking to all the right stakeholders. I'm, I'm we're building the technologies, and I was determined it is it must be possible. We have to make it possible. And here we are. And today on zero, um, we are about ten to fifteen percent cheaper on each item then it's equivalent and that's the equivalent say an organic apple but it's also the exact same named brand item is still cheaper at zero 
And um, we have a, a monthly membership. So our members pay $25 a month to be a member. That works out at $6.25 a week. That includes yep. all your delivery fees, all your service fees, all your jar fees, all your jar cleaning fees. Remember, there are no deposits that you pay. You just pay this $6.25 a week. But guess what? When you're shopping, everything's cheaper. So we have customers. I have customers that write to me personally. And they say, Z, I've been shopping for eight weeks. And I, and I, and I see the, the saving that I've been making because I shop with you every single week now. And I see the saving that I'm making. And I can't mm -hmm. believe that I'm being sent something that doesn't have plastic. I never imagined that this was possible. And this is the huge shift. And this is what I wanted. Because eating well um, should not be a luxury. It should be. It's, it's really a right for as many people as possible. So today you'll see we're not 100% organic as a company, but all mm -hmm. of the fruits and vegetables, all the fresh produce we have is organic today. Um, and we have, you know, cult classics, you know, whether that's, you know, cereal or ketchup brands that our customers yeah. love. But again, it's about not being orthodox. It's not about saying every single item in the store needs exactly. to be organic. What we're working on now is improving some of the tagging that we have, for example. So you can choose and say, let me search for all vegan products, all palm oil free products, all dairy free products, right? All vegetarian products. So you as a consumer can make the choice, but you can choose from a whole array of items that are plastic free and you can make a cost saving. Thanks so much for listening. We'll get back to today's episode in just a second, but we wanted to take a break to recognize a few companies that we've partnered with. Right now, there are thousands of ethical brands out there, which can be confusing and overwhelming. This is why Brightly exists. We are your guide to doing good in the world through conscious consumerism. We personally vet and try products from every single brand that we partner with, both on our podcast and on our platform, Brightly.eco, so that you don't have to do the research yourself. Partnerships like this are what helps Brightly and our community grow and increase our impact. Thank you. Laura, you've probably heard me talk all the time about my love for sheets and giggles. I've been sleeping on their new sustainable eucalyptus sheets for the past three months straight. I recommend them a thousand percent. Every week I wash them and put them back on the bed right away. They're my go-to sheets. All of my other sheets, even the ethical ones, are taking a long break. After hearing you rave about them for so long, I finally got to try their new eucalyptus comforter. I'm a weirdo, I really like having a comforter on my bed all the time, even in the middle of the summer, and I haven't been waking up hot when I've been using this one from Sheets and Giggles. It's a great ethical and sustainable alternative to the down one we used to use that's now sitting on our guest bed. Another thing I love about Sheets and Giggles is that they don't use plastic packaging and their materials don't use pesticides, so they're kind to our animal and insect friends. They also plant a tree for each sheet set that is sold, and they are passionate about giving back. They give 10% off to their customers who donate their old sheets to homeless shelters and have donated over $40,000 to Colorado COVID relief. That's awesome. Good Together listeners get 15% off by using the code BRIGHTLY at sheetsandgiggles.com. This episode is also brought to you by Bootywear, super soft, comfortable, everyday essentials that Lisa and I are in love with. I love my bootywear socks so much that I wore them for a week straight and then lost one of them. I think about it all the time. That's terrible. Anyway, one of the reasons we love bootywear is because they're made of an ethical and sustainable material, bamboo. Most bamboo around the world is grown without pesticides, fertilizer, or artificial irrigation, so it's super water-friendly. 
Bootyware uses ethically farmed bamboo and manufactures their products in a closed loop production process. This means that no water is wasted during production and it's recycled. Plus, each product possesses important ethical certifications like RAP for ethical labor, Ocotex 100, and more. Yeah, and did you know that bamboo is ready for harvesting in as little as three months, while trees can take more than 20 years? I'm also kind of obsessive about the types of fabrics I wear. They have to be soft or else I won't wear them. Bootywear made the cut for me. The bamboo-based material is really breathable, and Bootywear turns it into beautiful basics like shirts, socks, underwear, and more for men, women, and kids. Good Together listeners can get 20% off by using code BRIGHTLY at bootywear.com. Bootywear is spelled B-O-O-D-Y wear. Great. Yes. And again, making it as easy as possible for consumers is a huge thing. At Brightly, we have something called shop by your value. So whenever we have a product or brand recommendation, we're always also in the early stages of that. But, you know, kind of values, what's important for you? Um, just again, not to, to make this overwhelming process of being perfect and sustainable a bit more easier. So uh, according to market research, last year, organic food and beverages cost on average 24 cents more per unit than conventional food or about Mm -hmm. Mm 7.5% more. Um, And then that was down from 27 cents and 9% Mm -hmm. premium um, with 2014. Because, yeah, I I kind of planned the question as organic food is pricier and uh, inaccessible. Is that true? Is that statement true? Or are consumers just not educated enough on that topic? Um, you know, I, I don't like this sentiment about whether mm-hmm. consumers are or are not educated. Again, it's mm-hmm. kind of, we go back to this whole ideal of like, well, you're not educated. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't know what, what's in the market. And that's not the, the reality. Again, for many people is they go to the store and they look at the item and they can see the price of the item exactly. right, depending on where they live. Um, and again, like these systems are very operationally heavy. Look, in the way that the, the system is built today, an organic mm-hmm. apple is going to be more expensive than, um, uh, you know, a factory farm, genetically mm-hmm. modified, you know, conventional. That is how the system is built today. The question is how much more expensive, right? So, and and, and if that apple, you know, it, it, like you said, like if it's, why is it 24 cents more expensive? Why is, why is it not five cents more expensive, right? Uh, like, uh, um, um, what what is, what is, what is forcing that to happen? Part of it is also demand. The more people that you have consuming organic, right? And the more people you have also consuming local, and we have about 50% of products on zero are local. Um, mm-hmm. You build out that infrastructure, but you also inherently drive down the cost as well, right? So it's mm-hmm. back to kind of the simple economics. Um, but what I have learned in this industry is things just get marked up and marked up and marked up and, and to where it harms the end user. Uh, I'm not advocating for, you know, um, completely like bottom-ended pricing. What I'm arguing for is fair pricing to where the farms get what they need. You know, corporations need to make a profit. They got to make their profit to keep serving you that, that those cereals that you may love and, 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 you know, your family loves or your kids love, and that's fine. Um, but everybody needs to make their share and everybody needs to make their bit, but there's room. I learned that there is still room to drive down the price. And the reason that there's room is because we've made everything far more lean. And 
right? So going back to really the only, the only, the only kind of part partner in between you, Lisa, and the farm that, that that produce is coming from, or you, Lisa, and where your milk or your eggs are coming from, or your cereals coming from, is 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 zero. Zero is enabling that, mm-hmm. not the other. 25 different individuals in between which are driving up the price of your of your of your of your product and that really is the key because the technology means that we don't need all of those people we don't need all of these inefficient processes we need simplified processes where the technology enables us to get you what you need at a much better price point you deserve that i deserve Mm -hmm. that yeah. So let's talk a bit about, um, you know, the local farmers partnerships that you have. I really enjoyed some of the products, like my favorite one, I think I mentioned to you before, uh, the ginger beer. I'm completely obsessed and smitten. Oh in Santa gosh. Clara, right? Just like yes. an hour away from oh, me. And there's Trout Farm. I absolutely Farms. love them. So good. So, so tell me uh, why would it was important for you to partner locally. I know, of course, not all of the products are local, but tell me about that aspect of uh, your business and how can maybe other businesses or, you know, at scale, how can these lo- uh, partnerships look like so that more people generally in the U.S. Uh, are able to get local produce and local products? Uh, they're the best. That ginger beer from <laughs> exactly, Ginger Lab right? is the best yeah. ginger beer I have ever had in my life oh my god and we bought it's we bought ginger incredible. beer from whole foods because we were out of your ginger beer or ginger <laughs> labs beer and it was terrible i'm sorry but i don't remember the brand but it was terrible and it was so sweet and we're like okay we'll have to mix it with something uh mm-hmm. but we were spoiled <laughs> by this ginger beer absolutely <laughs> I like, I like I like that you had to do an emergency um emergency uh yeah emergency <laughs> for your uh, for your, for, your no, for 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 sure and you know um kind of going back to what I was saying earlier right like um it's the best I and 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 we knew we knew that as a team right and it's mm-hmm. it's you know Gin, Ginger Lab um and, and Deb who founded that company you know she deeply cares about producing the best ginger beer there is mm-hmm. i've never met anybody that talks to me with such passion and vigor about ginger beer and it shows. Flavors. and it shows it shows and there's and it's and it's beautifully crafted now the reason we started working together is because her ginger beer comes in a glass growler that's the reason we you know mm-hmm. we would we would not even if it was the best ginger beer in the world i would not be carrying it if, if i wasn't able to get it and find a way to get it into because sometimes we have products that don't start their life in plastic they start their life in plastic then we've got to find a way of getting them into a non-plastic container or or or, or a non-single use container and we work with our partners to enable that to happen um, and it's not just ginger right ginger lab we have things like obo hummus obo hummus is incredible and um they are sold at several farmers markets here um and they just have an incredible line i was speaking to the founder um just the other day and and he was saying to me he said z i use the best possible grade of cardamom there is um I, I i don't skimp on my ingredients i use the best possible that there is and you know you're working with people who live and breathe their product it's not just their livelihood but it's their it's their it's their passion they 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 love that product right he loves hummus <laughs> and we have others like that as well proyecto diaz coffee it's roasted right here in oakland and it's actually the only coffee beans that we carry today and it's run by a father and son. They've had coffee plantations in their family for generations in Mexico, and they started roasting um, uh, several years ago here. They actually started through a Kickstarter. And um, I was introduced to them by a friend, and I love their coffee, and they live and breathe coffee. And um, we are helping 
those businesses and they are helping us. You know, it's a, it's mutual. And as zero grows, they grow. And as they grow, zero grows, right? Now, when you're looking at kind of scaling across the country, and this is why it was important to us to have both local and large kind of, um, you know, big CPG brand names on the on the platform as well. Um, we hope that as we go into new markets, we can still have a lot of the staples and things that you find from large national brands. Maybe some of these local brands will end up being either regional or national brands, but we'll also be able to bring you the, the regional produce from that particular area, right? If you live in, you know, upstate New York, or if you live down in Florida, or if you live in the deep South, right? Like um, Midwest, like there, there, there's there's things that you have in those markets that are special to that particular market. And, and how can we enable our, our, our customers to get hold of that? So we have those categories. We also have, if you've seen, you know, companies on our platform um, who we love that are, you know, they're zero waste, um, for example, like beauty beauty companies or personal care companies. Mm-hmm. Meow Meow Tweet is a great one. Yep. Meow Organics. We just added Meliora. They do, you know, soap and laundry detergent. Um, and these companies make it really easy for you to switch out things like your deodorant. Like I love the yep. Meow Meow Tweet deodorant, right? It comes in a glass jar um, and, you know, it, it has a lid and it's kind of that old school, you know, you put your fingers in and you rub it on your armpit and Apparently, somewhere around the 1950s, that became um, uh, abhorrent to do. <laughs> uh, it wasn't. Fa- it was apparently not. It just not. It was uncouth, I guess, to mm-hmm. to rub uh, <laughs> to rub deodorant on your armpit. But um, I'm glad that we've debunked that myth. And it's incredible. And it's not full of toxins. It's not full of endocrine disruptive. It's 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 natural, and and they have a, a grapefruit scent that I absolutely adore and I love. So we want to really promote these companies and these brands. And like I said, if you're a local brand and you're looking to scale up, we're there for you. If you're a local brand that's looking to stay local, we're here for you too, right? So we're able to work with various different partners, and our customers can come and discover. A lot of it's discovery because if you're yeah, shown, absolutely. and this is why I love what you guys are doing, because you're really allowing me to discover and say, hey, um, you know, here are some swaps that you can make. One of my personal favorites is cotton rounds, right? Like I could, I didn't know I could switch out for cotton rounds and I can buy these cotton rounds and I can use them instead of the disposable and I can wash them and I can dry them and I can reuse them over and over again um, or a bamboo straw. So that's where the education really comes in. It's in. It's an education through discovery of saying, hey, check this thing out. And that's why I love the social media movement around sustainability because it allows you to discover it allows you to get tips right i love the zero waste community i love the zero waste movement because there's this real passion to share right recipes yep. cooking swaps you'll see on our on our instagram um yeah. some you know um at zero shop co you'll see you know the same same things and we will from june 1st actually we will be at zerogrocery.com as well as zero shop dot co um so check us out at, at zerogrocery.com and we 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 have embraced that and we have learned how to craft our brand ourselves through what we've seen over the last three or four years in the zero waste community and the zero waste movement um yeah you guys so, have a yeah. lot of yeah you have a lot of cool um you know swaps and ideas suggestions on your instagram same very in similar line like on on brightly you know we had a lot of success actually on tiktok uh these days and of course as we all know tiktok is a very uh, platform very much for gen z young folks and there <laughs> some of the yes i know some of the most resonating videos we've shared on tiktok is actually um 
eco-friendly finds and swaps from Target. And, you know, and mm-hmm. of course there's criticism uh, can be from some hardcore people. Of course, Target is not ethical uh, generally as a business. Uh, it's trying and doing like little tiny steps in the right direction. But uh, we've even getting comments uh, on that video that if not every target uh, is the same, right? Not everyone is as fortunate to live in the Bay Area to have access to all this, you know, sustainable brands, small shops, refill stops and all yeah, of that stuff. I, I, I just really, I disagree with this statement that like target is not ethical. What does that mm-hmm. mean, right? Like Ikea just added another $200 million to its investments to be carbon neutral by 2030. Like, um, you know, awesome. these companies, like how do we, how do, you know, Target is not going anywhere. Target is a staple for so many Americans, as is Walmart, as is IKEA. The answer Mm -hmm. here is like, what does the next 10 years look like? And how do we work together? And how do, you know, for the majority of people, like you might be shopping in jars, but, you know, they're still probably going to go to Ikea and need to buy a bed. Like that's just the exactly. reality for many people. Yeah, that's that's again, me. Yeah. And I, I always, when I think about the spectrum, I always fall there. I'm like, I, you know, it's not about blaming or looking at who's better or who's, who's worse. It's about saying, where are you now and where can you be? And that's the Absolutely. approach we are taking. And I think that's the approach you guys are taking up rightly mm-hmm. as well of saying like, you know, yeah, like I love that there are swaps that you can make from Target because guess what? Mm-hmm. There are many people that live next to a Target and that's incredible. Exactly. It's better than nothing. Absolutely. So uh, we are coming uh, to the end of our interview and you've touched upon some of the questions that I'm going to ask you next. And uh, this is all the, que- the questions that we ask all of our guests. Uh, and as usual, they're focused on sustainable but actionable and very simple tips and steps that our listeners can take in their everyday life to live a more sustainable and mindful lifestyle. So the first one, um, you've mentioned a few of them, but what maybe one other actionable tip uh, on living ethically that you'd like to share with our audience? Um, My biggest one is the water bottle like the classic but like yep. get, a, get a water bottle <laughs> like that mm-hmm. and encourage those around you I'm, I, I I would imagine that a lot of your listeners do use a water bottle but Absolutely. it's one of the easiest ones to get other people mm-hmm. onto because it's a great gift actually when you when when when, when people start here with, with us at zero we make them a little zero waste kit to kind of get them this is just internally for people and the water oh, yes. bottle is like the easiest one to get people to do um and the other one is a straw like I just again classic but like it's just so easy to say to somebody here's a straw or here's a water bottle as a gift that's a great idea and we're actually working same thing uh we've got a new class of interns at brightly uh we have uh, a lot of our ambassadors and scouts our community is growing too and we're also preparing those kits sustainable kits just like you guys and um so tell us a few maybe of your favorite ethical brands and products you already mentioned Mio Mio Tweed, Butter Me Up, Organics, Meliora yeah, I just these, got my first these are some of my favorites yeah, Meliora yeah. is amazing. Butter me up, meow meow tweet. I love some of the classics that I mentioned for bottles, clean canteen, swell, stojo cup. Like you can, you know, instead of using the takeout disposable coffee cups, buy a reusable um, coffee cup. And there are other simple things that like my husband and I have hacked. Like we don't have a big space and we've been growing chilies on our balcony and we will literally nice. tie them up and like hang them from the air conditioning unit and then we'll dry them out. <laughs> um, and they make great dried chilies. Um, and um yeah i think you know and and beyond just these there are there are a lot of other it's not just about the products i sell there are others 
you know, on um, on other platforms, you know, who are crafting at home, who are making their own, you know, cotton rounds or who are making like cleaning cloths or wipes, you know, again, supporting these businesses. And we try to bring them onto the Zero platform as well. But there are so many great individuals. I've seen people, you know, stitching masks and selling them, right? Yes. Um, reusable masks for during this 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 period. Um, and I, again, I just love discovering these um I yeah, love discovering I mean, a lot of these companies. Yeah, I just came across uh, WMP Design recently. They do kitchenware, ice trays, cocktail sets, right? Like functional, you know, tools for your everyday life. There's so many I've good, never heard good of things them. out That's there. So today. cool, and they look so good. Oh my god! Yeah, I definitely want to check them out. <laughs> I'm all, of course, as we all are. I think we're all into kitchen and cooking and eating these days. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and food storage, food storage, yes. the ability to you know have have you know really functional food storage. And we're going to be adding a lot more of these onto onto the zero platform um onto the zero and, platform as well yeah and that's one thing that i really appreciate about zero is you know uh, obviously you guys are growing uh rapidly so you know i was not able to get like the next day delivery all the time but like in during COVID 19 you guys like now i'm actually able to uh get the next day delivery again yes. to uh, order yep. multiple times and it's so yep. reliable and i mean it's we all understand how difficult and challenging this reality is for businesses as well but you know Thank i'm you. like okay i'm running low on toilet paper and guess what i have it on zero too just kind of like to save uh to save me an, an extra trip going anywhere or right. yeah and the, this complementary products uh it's very smart for the business and i love that um, Thank you. yeah even at the height we were about four to five days out for delivery at the absolute height. And now we are back yeah. to being next day delivery. And the other thing that we do is we'll say for toilet paper, we don't, we actually say it's a, it's a bamboo toilet paper. And yes. there's mm -hmm. what, like two or three different brands that we could give you depending on what we basically are able to get hold of. Mm -hmm. And this is actually helps us from, you know, in terms of like um, carbon footprint, it helps us in terms of um, managing the supply chain. Same thing with eggs. We say our eggs are cage-free, they're organic, they are pasteurized, they are the best quality eggs on the market. And we rotate between these five or six farms. And it turns out yeah, our customers mm -hmm. didn't really care which farm, as yeah, long as it was from this pool of farms that met their standards. And so again, these types of things really kind of help as well. Um, and I, we knew as a company up front, we had to focus on the difficult to solve for items. So for us today, like, you know, we'll, you'll see a lot more things coming on like food package containers, more homeware products, but really difficult stuff to solve for upfront was the food, right? Like the, the dairy products, the farm fresh products, meat, produce. And mm -hmm. um, those are the things that until we existed, you could not get zero waste online next day delivery. It just didn't exist. Exactly. So this is my favorite question, and we love ending on this because it's uh, on the positive note. What excites you the most about the ethical and sustainable movement right now? I know, again, we are recording this episode in the middle of you know COVID-19, but outside of COVID-19, during COVID-19, what excites you the most about this movement, uh -huh. this changes? I, I go back to what I was saying earlier with like youth, like mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm just in awe of, of, of really young people, and young people today and what they are achieving and community efforts, community movements, whether that's CSAs or even getting a small allotment or patch of land and farming with friends or whether it's starting your own IG, right, or starting a TikTok or whatever it might be. There is this, this world of possibility now to where you as one individual 
can really affect the movement. And you can find other people who share in the values that you share in. And I think what's important is an online presence, but what's also really important is an in-person presence. Now that's not possible right now and I advocate for everybody to stay at home, but what excites me is the ability to work with your neighbors and friends. It's exciting to me that when we deliver zero, we deliver to one zip code all at the same time. We deliver to everybody on your street at the same time that day. And you know, it, a part of this is the ability to work with those who live near you, those who live around you, um, even simple things like composting with your neighbors or like being able to use a delivery service wherever you live in the country who can optimize for you and your neighbors um, based on you kind of partnering up with them as well in parts of the country that I'm not in today. Those kind of really small seed movements, those, 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 those you know, like I said, seven-year-olds coming home and talking to their parents at the dinner table about sustainability. That's what excites me. Um, and the impact that that has on what everybody else is doing. And I think what we've seen is children and kids and young adults really are the drivers for change. And I build this for my customers today, but I really build it for my customers that I haven't yet met. And I'm excited yeah. to meet those customers and I'm excited for them to become my customers. But like those are those, those are the people to whom we have so much hope and we have to do everything we can to really uplift and support um, what future generations are doing and are about to do in the, in the, in the bigger kind of consumer world in, in, in particular. Of course. So where can our listeners find you and maybe give a brief overview where you guys are delivering right now and where is yes. your going next? Yes, yes, yes. Um, you can firstly uh, find us at zeroshop.co. Um, that's zeroshop.co. And from June onwards, we'll also be at zerogrocery.com. Um, so you can find us at zerogrocery.com. Our, um, our IG handle is zeroshopco. Um, and we also have um, a code, Hello Brightly, uh, for all the Brightly listeners. If you use the code Hello Brightly and you live in the Bay Area today to be able to access the service, but we are mm -hmm. fast expanding across the rest of the West Coast. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jaleka, for our chat today and good luck with the expansion and fast growth thank to, you, Lisa. to zero. Thank and you so much. Yeah, hopefully we'll see each other in person sometime soon. Thank you. Thank you mm -hmm. for having me. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Good Together. As always, you can get show notes and explore lots more content related to all things eco-friendly living by checking out brightly.eco slash podcast. And don't forget to join in on the conversation that's happening on our Facebook group. Simply search Good Together Ethical Shopping and it'll come up. You can also leave us a question through voicemail. The link is on brightly.eco slash podcast. If you're into social media, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, and all of the channels. Our username is brightly.eco. Finally, we want to leave you with a reminder. Every day is a chance for you to create change, and you're already covered for today since you joined us here on the podcast. Stay kind and live brightly.